Welcome, crew, to what will famously be episode three. And since it is episode three of What Are Your Three, there was only one place for us to go. But before we get to that, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Dan Tucker. Hi, everybody. And with me, as always, is El Ray. What's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here for episode three. And as Dan has hinted already, episode three, of course, there was no question on who our guest was going to be. Uh, this week is uh, the founder himself. Joel Willis is here. C3.gg slash Joel. J-O-L. J-O-E-L. Simple as is. that. Joel, you want to say hi to everybody? Just uh, let oh them know you're goodness. here. Hello. There will only there will only be one episode three, and this is it. This is historic. I feel great. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for starting this podcast. <laughs> it was a, a surprise. One morning I woke up and, and Channel 3 had a podcast and um, you guys are amazing. Yeah, there was there was some uh, behind your back action taking place with that one. <laughs> I said, uh, better to ask forgiveness than permission. Let's see how this works out. And uh, you use that first one first before we did anything else there. But I, I had to call out what's most impressive is your transition as you've gone through your sub stacks over the last uh, you know couple of months now that you've, you've uh, rapidly transitioned to fewer and fewer letters for your username. You went from the glad stork down to the dad, and now you're just down to Joel. You're just down to four letters. It's yeah. even easier for a user ID than anywhere else. So nicely done. I don't think there's much shorter you can get. Big fan of, of conciseness and, and brevity. I'm saving so much time these days. And yeah, welcome welcome to episode three. We figured since we didn't tell you about episode one, we figured you couldn't be the first one and figured that episode three would be the perfect place to bring you in then. I'm so, fired up. I'm, I'm happy to be here for episode three. So Have the, me back for episode 33. Oh, whoa. We gotta do the, 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 is it Joel Redux or the Rejoel? That's what we got to figure out. <laughs> the Rejoel. The Joel's back. The three, the three Joel? Time, he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, two, three. Uh, as mentioned, we're going to we're going to talk about three games. That's been our structure here. You've provided the list of three games uh, and we got some honorable mentions we'll cover here as well. But uh, you pick you pick some heaters, Joel. So we're going to get started right away here. And we're going to talk about your first game yeah. and we'll talk about if there's a theme. You can kind of pepper that in as you see fit afterwards. But the original Final Fantasy was the number one with a bullet listed game for you. Tell us why. Yeah, number one. Number one. It's a little chronological because I want to tell a story. Uh, but before we get into those games, I do want to say that I just spent two hours playing Bejeweled Blitz. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> thanks man. to you guys. So I'm tempted to just replace all three of these games with Bejeweled Blitz now. <laughs> <laughs> so before we started, you did say you were, you were at your desk gaming. We didn't. We, didn't, we just assumed Blitz. it was Fortnite or Rocket League. We did not think there was any other answer. But I'm really glad that we didn't a, ask beforehand. That's a Dan Tucker creation right there. That'd be Joel Bliss. That game is killing me right now. I mean, it's it's clear it's a Dan Tucker Tucker favorite with these scores he's coming in with. And I love when Dan's like, "Here's here's some tips," and his tips are just like, "Just play know, better. Just go faster." <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you can go faster. You know, like just think about it a little bit and go faster. <laughs> like, that, thanks, that, listen, not all of us are professors <laughs> of video gaming. Need I remind you? This is my current high score. It's all blurred out. It's 75,450. That's my current high score. It's it's only like um, a tenth of Dan's or whatever. So, you know. 
Fair, I'm fair just getting enough. started. I'm a, I'm addicted to this game now. So thank you. <laughs> that, see, that's we're, we we try to go for the uh, the quick, like you know, I think try to keep it like sub three minute challenges. That's what I'm trying to go with. Whether it's the time trials or this, and you know, sixty seconds, you bang it out. You're in, you're out. That's it. Yeah. So my my wife's not feeling very well, so she wanted to watch a movie, and she wanted to watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I'll watch it. I literally played Bejeweled Blitz the entire movie. I was just sitting there <laughs> playing it. <laughs> we were bonding. It's great. So it's all just right, let's get back time. into the three. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to tangent too much. Let's talk about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Did you guys play Final Fantasy the original? I did. I'm a big RPG guy, so you had to go back to the original here. Right. Play. I have not played. Time. I haven't played a single Final Fantasy game. What? I mean, wow. oh no, I'm sorry. I've played one. Um, it's called Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> that's, that's the Final Fantasy game I've played. Oh no, oh no, you're gonna that get was, lit up Final on, Fantasy on channel 10 X10 2 before there was actually X2, so that counts. So, for me, Final Fantasy, I mean, it's one of the it seems like one of the formative first RPGs, you know, on NES or, or anywhere else, but that one for me. I played it um, a ton. And then one weekend, my brother and I, we stayed up all night one night and we beat the whole game. And it's just like one of those memories that I'll keep with me like forever. And to me, that just underscores the power of gaming. It's like it has this ability to like overwhelm you with nostalgia. Right. And like we shared that that experience together and. I mean, we probably use Game Genie, but I, I don't remember. It's neither here nor there. We beat the original Final Fantasy, <laughs> um, and and it was amazing. It was just one of those first like big games that I just felt like very accomplished and and, and taken down. So, Ray, do you know why it was called Final Fantasy? Tell me, tell me why it's called Final Fantasy. Let me, let me tell you, this is one series I really, I really know nothing about. Joel, I feel like, do you know why they called it Final Fantasy? No, I do not. So, but I, I figured you would know. Yeah, that's, that's the, the useless information rattling around. As this is one of my favorite <laughs> series. So that was uh, the the company was going under, and they had one last shot at uh, making a game, and that's what they threw out there. So they they called it Final Fantasy, not knowing they'd go, you know, sixteen plus more games afterwards, and just that series alone. So that was their uh, they're like, hey, we're going to put an RPG out there, program that bad boy. And uh, you see all the elements continue throughout the series with the uh, random characters named Sid and all the other little odds and ends through it. So, yeah, there's your useless I fact of the day. I love that so much. There we go. That's, that's like a motivational story, right? Because I bet I bet really what was going on, if I had to guess, is the previous games they were making, they they were trying to force something or like make something that they expected the market to like. And then they're like, ah, screw it. We'll do the one we want to do, you know? And that's usually the one that works best. It's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the timing was, too, because that was all during that 80s uh, video game crash that happened, too, that kind of Nintendo came out of the rubble with and Sega kind of, you know, survived the Master System. But anyway, yeah, well, that's that's a 4.2 on the uh, Channel 3 ratings. Got those ready to go, too, Joel. So solid footing in the fours for the original Final Fantasy, so. Critically acclaimed, yeah, no, and I and I did pull it up for my kids, and um, they, you know, hated it. They so, fell, they fell yeah, asleep, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> but I can pull up, I can pull up just the characters and just see them. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember the dopamine that. hit. That's cool. Uh huh. Exactly. 
All right, well, let's talk about game two. Speaking of high ratings, we got th- this one's a, a 70 count, has a 4.8 on channel three oh, there. Man. And uh, it's uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So let's let's talk about it. And I know we're going to hit some controversies along the way. So let's do this. I'm ready. So my three, like I said, are a bit of a story. So I'm, there's a big gap between Final Fantasy and then Zelda Breath of the Wild. I was really into video games as a kid playing NES. Super Nintendo, a little bit of Nintendo 64, and then I didn't really play video games anymore through um, college and, and even after that. But then when my kids were old enough to play video games, I bought them a Nintendo Switch. I bought them. Really, it was it was a gift for, for myself. I, I really got to call um, it nice, nice air quotes, just so everybody's aware. They had, they probably heard the air quotes hitting in the audio <laughs> medium, but mission accomplished. Do, do, do air quotes not hit as hard when it's a podcast? So <laughs> but thank, yeah, thank you for that. They're strong air quote vibes. Um, I bought them a Nintendo Switch release for me. Um, I, I was very like purposeful in this. I went out of my way to get them this gaming system with the specific purpose of bonding with them over video games. And I was thinking about that Final Fantasy experience, and I'm like, I want to share something like that with my kids. I didn't necessarily have that with my parents when I was, when I was growing up, but I wanted to manufacture <laughs> lifelong memories and bonding with my kids via video games. That was the goal. Um, and it, was, it exceeded all of my expectations. It was, it was, it was wonderful. So what'd you do? Did you, did you take turns where they're kind of everybody had their own game going and kind of comparing where everybody was? What did, what was the plan? I think that, I think something that was working to my my uh, advantage here is that they hadn't really played video games before. Um, so we fired up Zelda Breath of the Wild. And, you know, you have the the opening uh, cutscene and and you emerge from the cave and go go foraging for stuff. We were discovering things together, and we would swap the controller here and there. Um, but it was more of like a cinematic type experience that we got to we got to collaborate on, um, and they they were in it from the beginning. They were hooked. That, see, that sounds a lot healthier than you know, kind of watching you doing the cinematic thing. The, the watching my dad was, I just remember uh, Resident Evil Two was a bit <laughs> much, much different experience. <laughs> that's where it went wrong for you dan <laughs> yeah. no I, yeah so, somewhere in there you can read that read the tea leaves on that one how you want to but yeah so that's a that's a 4.8 rating that's that's pretty much as strong as you can get with 70 ratings on something and the funny part about that is you know probably half the fandom i feel like hates it because they're like oh the weapon system it's open you kind of do whatever you want and I'm going to I'm, I'm going to try and pepper in the controversy here with you. And I'm, I'm going to get this take out of you. I swear to God, before we're done that, you know, you go back to the second Zelda on NES and you go to Link's Adventure and already they just kind of broke what the first Zelda was and had the overhead. You got the side, uh, the side view of the game. So it goes all the way back to this, the first sequel where they started messing with the Zelda formula. But what do you think about the history of Zelda there, Joel? Yeah, I mean, I really like the fourth one the best, and then and then the the seventh one was pretty good, you know. Um, other than that, it's a big gap between that one and then the the twelfth one. So, so, so is that your way <laughs> of saying this is leading the witness here? <laughs> he, he knows that I've never played any other Zelda's, and I, I, I mean, I've I've jumped on the sticks on some of them, like here and there, but um, 
No. <laughs> no, there's nothing it, there's nothing wrong with that. Just it's funny because it's such a wildly different game from many you know, while it's still there's still similarities, it's just so, such a wildly different game and it's just one of those ones that still surprised me, especially with you. We we go from the original Final Fantasy and the RPG elements and and again, you're talking about a roguelike dungeon crawler versus I guess RPG, but it's just it's funny to me that one that black hole and the uh, the Joel Willis gaming the gameography cracks me up every time. I'm with Joel in it too. Zelda, that's Breath of the Wild is really the only Zelda game I've played. I've touched a couple of the other ones, but that was, that was mine too. So I love it. Like to me, I was like, well, this game is incredible. I I did everything in it. Hey, it's it's yeah, five stars you, for me, but I appreciate Ray leaving me on the island like that. That's great. He's made sure. <laughs> made, made sure like, you know, that's another one. <laughs> Dan, you're the weird one. It's not us. It's you. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> I mean, the, so the it's not like I was RPG obsessed. I know my first two of my three are basically that, but it's not in between there. There weren't a lot of RPG type games. I mean, I played a lot of, I mean, on NES, like Contra and, you know, Battletoads and, and a lot of sports games, a lot of stuff like that. And then, you know, formative time spent on, on GoldenEye and, those, and, and, and even Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64. That kind of stuff. So it's more like it's not less of a video game black hole and more of a RPG black hole. So maybe, maybe I'm missing out. And you guys tell me which which other type RPG game I should I should give a give a whirl. I'm gonna let Dan do that one there. Dan Dan's yeah, the RPG think? guy. The, the, Dan, that, tell him to play Chrono Trigger. That's an RPG, right? Well that, that one's tough to find, but I was gonna say you got a fire emblem game coming up. In uh, in January, I'd say that's probably as good a place as any. You got a lot of strategy in there if you like the strategy, because you don't just do the, uh, you know, the move sets. You've actually got to plan out the battlefield. And you know, while they they have softened uh, Fire Emblem a little bit, they don't have the. You can turn off the permadeath if you want, uh, but basically, like you can have your characters killed for good in that. But you got to move them around the field and kind of plan your uh, plan your strategy out and figure out, hey, who who could potentially die if you don't do this right and you don't have them for the rest of the game, but. Yeah, hey, keep an eye out for Fire Emblem. I like that. That's a good suggestion. Um, I'm I'm in for that. And and you know, I was in a in a meeting about Channel Three semi recently, and they're like, "Oh, well, this seems like this is more for online multiplayer games or, or whatever." They they weren't obviously you know embedded in it like we are, so they didn't know. But I disagree. Like I do, I think Channel Three has a lot of space for these rich uh, open world single player um storyline rpg type games you know like i think we, there's more that we can do there so i definitely think we should explore that i think we have the space for it so you're giving the space for people to talk about the games too to hopefully talk about it. so you can talk about the games that you kind of love it doesn't have to be i'm looking for someone to play with i just want to share this experience that i'm that i'm doing on my own right now exactly the experience is whatever Whatever, you know, you can personalize your Channel 3 experience if, if whatever type of games you're into. But but yeah, I need to get right. I need to get some more uh, RPG experience for sure. All right. Well, I think people would have freaked out if this game didn't make um, your list at some point, Joel. But uh, number three, you know, it's four and a half stars. One of the highest rated games or the most rated games on the channel. There's 13 quests dedicated to it already. Oh, and that's Rocket League. So we, we have to talk about Rocket League at some point. And Joel and the, the special Octane skin that he's got going on. <laughs> Rocket League is my favorite video game of all time. I I am just a massive fan of it. Um, I say this a lot, but I think it's the most sport-like video game ever. 
like including the the sports specific video games. Rocket League is more sport like than those. Just the jumping in, being able to play right out of the gate, um, you know, and competing against people of your skill level, the massive range of skills, the progression of skills. There's only, you know, several buttons that you can even press, but then you develop this ability to use them in certain ways and then level up that ability. And then eventually when you get up to the, the, the higher ranks that I'm definitely not in, it's like they're playing a completely, completely different game. It's like not even the same. I love, I love it so much. Yeah. I'd say it's definitely one of the most fun games to watch before I even knew how to play it. I turned it on stream. And I was like, oh, there's there's something special happening here. This is like there's a different game being played than the one I play when I play Rocket League. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, much different the, the than me saying, is, yeah, cargo vroom, hit ball. Then there <laughs> then there's the Jaysus of the world doing three resets, uh going and landing a goal, flying halfway across the field without ever touching the ground. <laughs> but it's it's fun in all of those different levels. And you you guys might have seen this, but back um when I was uh, helping out with the dad gaming a little bit, um, when I first got Rocket League, I reached out to to Justin to to coach JSU, and we did a um, a pro am coaching series where he started me at bronze one, and we worked our way up, and that was my crash course into Rocket League. So maybe I'm a little spoiled because I had like a, a private you know, Rocket League coach getting me started in the game. But man, that, that helps immensely. All right. Well, we got three games in here, but we give a chance for our guests to do some honorable mentions. Anywhere one to three games that they needed to talk about as well um, before they got off. So the first one, again, not really a surprise. It's got 101 rating. It's got 25 quests. It's so easy to make quests for this game, too. I love doing it. Um, it's Fortnite. Tell us, Joel. Tell us about Fortnite. Fortnite is, I mean, love or hate it, you really can't deny the impact that Fortnite has had on gaming. When I think about Channel 3 and what Channel 3 is all about, it's all about social, combining social and gaming, right? And if you look at a curve of the evolution of social gaming, when, when uh, home consoles came out, you know, that was huge. Um, when, um, you know, Xbox live and like online, um, communication mechanisms came out, that was huge. But I think one of the biggest jumps is these massive phenom multiplayer cross platform free to play games like Fortnite, because it really is very low barrier of entry, very easy to collaborate, you know, team up, partner up, squad up, host custom matches, all that stuff. And Fortnite has a special place in my heart because it was the first uh, game that we held um, events on for the Dad Gaming. So it was really like the first event for that. So Fortnite, in terms of social gaming, it's it's one of the best there is, in my opinion. Five years in, there's no stopping it. It's still going strong. My, Five my, years. Yeah, my yeah. nine-year-old just picked it up uh, this past weekend, and uh, he, he I, I gotta he, get, he gets to play a round or two, and then we gotta just walk away, just just round or two and walk away, but. Like you said, low price of entry. <laughs> I already learned from him. He's he's won like six out of twelve games he's played. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, he does the you know we do the no build, so that that certainly helps. I, I you know, I'm not sure where that would qualify for him, but I finally got my first two uh, victories after watching his strategy and his technique. What what? So tell me about what is your strategy and technique, and I'll I'll tell you what his is after that. 
<laughs> my son g gets so angry at my strategy and technique. I am, it's like strategic positioning. I take the strategic positioning of Rocket League where you want to be in open space. And I apply that to Fortnite and I get into, into open space. I get away from where all the people are for the most part. See, when you said open um, space, I immediately think you're out in the field without cover. And I felt unsettled uh, and unnerved. And you could see my shoulders kind of clench up when you said uh, out in open yeah. space. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. It's <laughs> open space within a bush or, you know, whatever. It's less about camping in a bush and more about being strategic about, you know, where the circle is. I love when the storm is collapsing and there's that short side of the circle where it collapses yep. very slowly. I love rotating short side because you know there's going to be nobody there behind you mm -hmm. and you can kind of flank in and then you can see everything in front of you. And then you only engage when it's like tactically beneficial for you. Whereas Mark, you, my son is just tape. like, I see a guy. Yeah. Mark, so. Mark the tape. That's right. My, my son's is, is not too far off. So, I mean, I don't know when vehicles exactly came into the, uh, into the mix, but he's a driver. He will find the gas station, fuel up, get a good, uh, get a good solid vehicle and just drive his way around. And if he feels like he's in an advantageous position, that's when he'll go after somebody he bumps into. But otherwise he just, he'll drive right past them or he'll ram into them and just let them know he was there and uh, leave a message as they fly out behind him. And if they're eliminated <laughs> even better, but if not, then he just keeps on driving until, uh, Till he's out of space, he lets all the other uh, weak links pick themselves off, and uh, he goes in once there's like six left, and it's the final circles, and that's when he that's when he goes for it. And I'm like, he's got like a fifty percent hit rate. It's ridiculous. It's clearly working for him. He should do that. <laughs> I oh, did. I've won, I've won like two out of four now. <laughs> Not a, <laughs> and Ray, my your, two your strategy ever. is to jump and jump in the baller, and then just fly around from the. That's why I love going around the baller. I, I I fall in different locations now. I I'm I'm more like your son. I, I I look I look for the little gunshot uh, sounds and I run towards I run towards the action. He, did, he doesn't care if there's six blips going off. That there's six different sets of gunfire going in the same place. I can I can I, take I, this. We run to the middle of it. That's right. I pick a direction. And I go. <laughs> this is gonna blow your guys' mind, but I I play Fortnite to relax. Like it's a relaxing game to me. Um, purely because my son wants to level up and he just gets so happy when I level him up. So I love firing up Fortnite when I have something else going on that maybe I'm working on or whatever. Um, I was watching an e-course on startup financing today and while I was leveling my son up in Fortnite. So I would, I look at the daily quests, I look at the weekly quests and I just crank through them. And a lot of times some of those you don't really need to do much for if it's outlast mm -hmm. opponents or whatever. I will find a good spot to camp and then I'll sit my guy there and then I will work and then I'll come back to that later. And that's relaxing to me for some reason. You, that's the best part of Fortnite. You, they, they will give you experience for anything you do. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, it's amazing. Did you win the minimum movement also? I'm trying to remember. I know you just won the most accuracy, obviously. Did you win the minimum movement? Also, or, or the I did. I, I didn't. I didn't win that. Uh, and then the pacifist one. This, this is the most. The highest accuracy is the only challenge I've ever won, and I'm so proud of it. Um, but no, um, the pacifist one. I did have zero, but I took more elimination than thunder pump. I think so. I didn't. I didn't win that one. I, I knew there but was. Ray a zero. loves creating the Fortnite challenges. I love 
doing them, especially if it doesn't require me to pay too much attention. <laughs> so like minimal movement was ideal. And I did, I played the crap out of that one. I just couldn't get the right, excuse me, circle placement. <laughs> find a, find a bush in the right circle. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, on to, on to, uh, on to the highest rated of the games we're going to talk about today with 112 ratings and a 4.9 stars. The highest selling racing game of all time. Let's hear from Mario Kart 8. Oh my goodness. I mean, it, it needs no no other introduction. Um Mario Kart 8 and a lot of these games by the way, I am mentioning because of what they mean to me, you know, personally, like life experiences and stuff. So Final Fantasy growing up with my with my brother and then Zelda bonding with my kids and then Rocket League um, meeting people through the dad gaming, all that. Mario Kart's another one of those. We had the Mario Kart League right out of the gate with uh, the dad gaming. Um, we just decided on this format, four weeks of regular season, one week of finals. And it's like on season 30, 32 or something now. It just blows my mind. It It is... Is surreal to me, um, but the the power of that game and that game's community within the dad gaming is just it's it's really it's really important um, and and really cool. Don't you could put a gun to my head and ask me how I originally found the Mario Kart? I don't know. Maybe you made a post on the dad or or the dad gaming mm-hmm. or something like that about the Mario Kart group existing, and I I wandered into Sunday nights and. You know, then I finally started wandering into Monday nights and like, oh, I see everybody's again, the voice chat notifications. Everybody's on there with that stupid Nintendo uh, mobile app that was <laughs> yeah. awful. Um, and, and finally just started like crashing into the voice chat with uh, with you and Mickey and company on there on Monday nights. And it, it wasn't about the game. It was just about hanging out and everybody having a good time. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. I Man, if if that's the the whole foundation of everything we do with Channel Three is like that power. It's like it's so cool. But if we want to talk about the game, I'll say this: Season One of the Mario Kart Eight. I think it was um, in the Dad Gaming. I think I made it two hundred CC, and I think I left Smart Steering on um, because I didn't know any better. You know, I would. I was. Mario Kart's one of those things where people people all think they're good at it, right? They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm good at this," and then and then you see what it's like. And you're like, "Oh crap, it's another level." All right, well, I let's, had uh... I had no idea. I had no idea. I I thought I could play Mario Kart, and then I and then I found a dad gaming, and I realized I didn't know how to play Mario Kart. But now you do. Now I you're do. now you're now solid. I know a little bit, yeah, a little bit more now. So Ray, for you, what was it that that made you made you level up your skills in Mario Kart Eight? Because I have an answer to it too. I'm curious if it's the same. Uh, mine was the time trials. Yeah. That was that was the biggest one. I, I did a I did a couple of them for a while, and doing those trials made me figure out what I was supposed to be looking for when I ran the races. So that's the big one for me. That's it. You got to put in the work. It's the time. I trials. remember doing and uh, we started time trials for the Dad Gaming. Uh, with uh, mushroom cup and we worked our way through and now we're doing flower cup for channel three and i'm doing that because i remember spending hours on those courses in the early seasons of the dad gaming and and now i'm coming in and, and beating my personal record 
you know, with my first, very first race. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way. All right. Well, we talked about all of your three games. We talked about a couple of honorable mentions. Now we want to talk about a future game you're looking forward to and, and following up to Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. That's your future game you're looking forward to. It's on 15 lists for Channel 3. I think they're they're pretty much all anticipated uh, lists from what I saw. So what, what are you thinking? We, we've had some teases. We've had probably like 45 seconds of game footage over five years. <laughs> what do you think we're looking at here? I mean, I think that they should take the open world and, and, and expand it like... 5x of uh of breath of the wild i think there needs to be um sort of like world building within the world too um to get that online social aspect to it too you know imagine the the breath of the wild map let's say let's say 10x but like there are different people within that in, in that world you can we all have our own little space we're all, all doing our own little thing bringing in that social interactive element to a zelda game i think would be would be a game changer i'd love that yeah and they did that a little bit though that well they have that one little city that you can put together in breath of the wild so if you take that aspect and break it out i think that make that that alone makes it makes it a huge game yeah yeah like building upon like this, the concept of being able to like, you know, uh, tame a horse and and name it and yeah, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so cool. Those Stuff details like that. matter. Stuff like that. But most of all, what I'm expecting is I'm expecting my kids not to enjoy it as much, because when you purposely go out of your way to uh, make memories with your kids, you know, you, th- that usually doesn't work. <laughs> it works for Breath of the Wild, so. Um, my, my luck's probably run out on that one, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So we always have a quest that we pull from our, our, our guest history. They don't know which quest it's going to be. So, Joel, the quest, I picked this one because the answer you gave to it, uh, I think it was a little tongue in cheek because you ended up posting that you got a 200 XP that, that morning um, as your answer. So the question is. What's your biggest uh, video game tournament win or, you know, best memory from a gaming tournament that you have? Oh, man. What was my answer? Did I say? Uh, you got I legendary. You won the legendary XP that morning. I went back and looked. All right. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is tough to pick just one. All right. Um, I did win the dad gaming Mario Kart league season six i think and that was amazing i remember being just so thrilled i think it was a bit of a fluke um, it was not that's a, not it i was that's there the i was there for that it was not a fluke it was tense okay it was tense yeah and he came out on top with a hard-earned victory i feel like it's like a, I, I probably third partied, you know, like there were some battles going on. And I snuck in and got up, got up in, in first. But that's not the one. That's not the one. The one is I won another season, but it was way later on, which which means it's more meaningful to me because everybody was was at that point grinding time trials. And I beat it comes down to the last race and it's me and Mickey wins. And I got first. I think he got like third or something. And I beat him by one point to win the season and it was on mickey's birthday (laughs) (laughs) 
Mickey's the best. He's such a good dude, and he was so nice about it. But I'm like, I won my one point. <laughs> oh man, two time, and I and from that point on, I could always say I was a, a multi time, uh, multiple titles uh, winner of um, of the Dad Gaming Mario Kart. So that's that's the one. I'll say that one. That's a big win. I mean, those yeah. those kart things are ridiculous. They've exploded now. There's forty something people racing them every week so to win one of those is huge to win two that's that's pretty le- it's pretty legendary to have two championships in mario kart it feels there's not good. many feels there's good. not many multi-time winners it feels good and i t- i brag about these things to to laura to my wife and she doesn't give a crap nope like, yeah but she's so nice like she just acts like she like oh that's great or whatever you know and she acts like she cares and you thank Lion her Ch- by sitting there playing Bejeweled Blitz for two hours while she's Bejeweled watching how to Blitz. lose a guy in 10 days. That's your thing. I've seen how to lose a guy in 10 days a millionth. No, I've seen it like twice, but I mean, come on. That feels like a million. That's close enough. <laughs> that that list, if you want to have separate it, movie it, discussions, I have an entirely different uh, Slack chat for that. <laughs> let's, let's do a let's live tweet how to lose a guy in 10 days. Uh, we can do that. Now, anytime there's a quest on channel three, I can play that quest and I can say that it's for work. Like I'm, I'm working. I can't. I have to work. Work. So that's good. <laughs> All right, Joel, you get a special question. I believe, I believe this is the first time we're actually asking this question here. Uh, what's your favorite channel three feature? I mean, I know you make all the features while you're locked away in your cave, your underground bunker, coding yeah. away. Yeah. What's uh, what's the best feature so far? Ooh, my favorite feature is usually the one that I just finished, and then and I move on to the next one, and then it's that one. So I'm I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna say that that's my cop out, and the one I've that, been working on. That's the 200 Dan, XP Dan, like answer. That? that that's that's your that's yes. your quest answer. That's your 200 XP this morning. All right, well, I'll, this I'll give two answers. You, this I'll isn't give, asking you your favorite child. This is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give two of them. I'll, I'll give two of them then. Um, uh, that that one is the, the first answer. And today what I was doing is I was setting uh, Jesu up for tomorrow night. And basically he ha- now has this interface on the back end for an event that is a team event. He can say it requires a check-in. Then he sees everyone who's checked in and he can just click a shuffle button and it will form teams for him. And then he can drag and drop those as he needs to and then and then send them out. And then he can say, let's run it back. Let's do another round and it'll start another round within that same event. You guys only know about this yet, so you'll see. I was saying this is brand this is brand new to us. Yeah, but like I'm if excited. We're doing, if we're running fall guys and we want to run multiple rounds and have the scores within the same event, we can do that. Just run it back, do another round. It was crazy complicated to code, so I was I was pretty happy with that one. All right, that's my cop out answer. That was oh, a good, legitimate my, uh, answer. No, no, that's a good, legit <laughs> answer now. That one works. Well, I, I'll say this other one real quick then. I just, I am, I'm fired up at Quest of the Day and the weekly challenges. The Having that front and center keeps people like jumping in there. And the more people we get involved with those things, the more fun that it is to me. So the fact that every day I, I do this, and it seems like other people do too. The first thing I do when I wake up, Play the mini games and then look at the quest of the day. It, it's my favorite. It's the best. I I love the quest of the day answers. That's 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 probably my favorite part right now. Because I'll come home and when I finally settle in like seven eight o'clock and I look to see the list 
and see all that because we get so many different kinds of answers. It's it's my favorite part. Yeah, and we can take that next level too. Like if you're able to like imagine there are thousands of answers and you're able to sort by you know highest performing or people that you're friends with or like all that stuff. When we get there, that'll be it'll be awesome. I mean, it already is awesome, but it'll be awesome. All right, but how about gonna... Super Mario Three rocking it on the favorite NES game today? Yeah, thirty-four percent. Right. Just, just crushed. There's not nobody's even close. It's in the. 30s. It wasn't close. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else is under ten percent. All right. Well, we're gonna say thanks at this point. We're gonna remind everybody. Hey, yeah, the easiest place to find you. We're pushing everybody to the c3.gg links, and you go to c3.gg slash Joel J O E L. No, I almost did it. You did <laughs> Joel, uh, Joel's name is spelled wrong. It's, it should be J O L E. J O E L doesn't make sense. I don't know I why can't, that I happened. can't say it. The best part is I've got to leave it in because I keep talking over it. So we got to go with it. Oh, that one's going to have to stay. J O E L. Joel. Cut that. Hey, hey, you, want, you guys want a real uh, personal fun fact? When I was growing up, I went by Joey all through. All the way through high school. I didn't go by Joel, which is my real name, until college. So you added I, a syllable. You had a nickname that was longer. Thank you. I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest thing. And like later in life, I'm like, why did they do that to me, my parents? You know? And I promised that when I had my kids, I would not give them a name that would be shortened. J-O-E-L. J-O-E-L. There we go. <laughs> you got it. And find us, find the podcast here, c3.gg slash podcast. They're dropping Wednesday mornings, 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the majors, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Amazon. If it's not somewhere and you want it to be somewhere, let us know and we'll find a way to get it, get it there. I'm El Ray, Lee Dan Tucker, host of Sting. Joel, the founder, was here. Take care, everybody.